0: I actually haven't bought any new magic cards for like, I don't know, like five or six years. Uh, (laughs) I occasionally play magic with my friends. Uh, It's been happening a lot less lately just because running one's own business takes up time that is unexpected or trying to be more involved in like the mo- local music scene. So I'm like going to shows and stuff. Um, and also I didn't have a driver's license for a while, but um, <laughs> all of that to say is like, I've managed to not let magic, the gathering take all my money. That's However, good. <laughs> <laughs> MTG arena, uh, which is like a good, app on computer but it's also on ios which is a problem because anytime i <laughs> am like you know rendering audio or something which like takes a long time i'll pull out my phone and like play a quick game of magics so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it's been a problem
1: <laughs> yeah i've uh, i've just uh, gotten into playing any games on my phone i i was i was a firm believer in uh in phones are gonna stop having games
0: <laughs> right mobile <laughs> gaming isn't real gaming <laughs>
1: yeah uh, i i almost wish that was the case but i play one game uh it's like a pinball pinball game yeah. it's some it's something to do
0: let me tell you about <laughs> mtg arena it's kind of buggy sometimes um, But it's also just Magic the Gathering on your phone. That's true. I, I
1: think it was... A, wasn't it Hearthstone that really got the... Was Hearthstone mobile first or was it um, on PC? I think it was PC and then it PC went to mobile, mobile. But I mean, like, Blizzard can... It got it just I just remember it got massive. Um at at some and I, I think it's probably still massive, but I remember mobile, that was uh, that was one that really put card games put card games on in front
0: of people constantly. Sure. Yeah. And Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire like another just top-notch card video game. Which I think then started like a whole slew of like card-based roguelikes so interesting (laughs) (laughs) did did you ever play uh kingdom hearts chain of memories i did not kingdom hearts is i was a xbox kid okay okay and so (laughs) the the ps2 and nintendo stuff like missed me which is also kind of weird just like how immersed i am in nerd culture that like you know mario and zelda are missing from my like nerd lexicon and Kingdom Hearts is missing from my nerd lexicon and just like Weeb lexicon. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no one needs Kingdom Hearts. Even people who love Kingdom Hearts at this point, they're all crying about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which is a strange, strange trip. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Chain of Memories had the card game ish sort of uh, mm. mechanic, which is really interesting. That's what that made me think of.
0: <laughs> I know it has like a whole like gummy ship thing in it, which is just I don't know. It's it's something else. It's wild. It just
1: and any time you can get uh, you know, Goofy and Sephiroth in one place is I mean, it's it's insane that it happened.
0: It's it's crazy that... and it's insane that it still happened. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I mean So many good, like, memes come out of it or just, like, the, yeah, it's it's insane. People, I've tried, like, just lightly foraying into it. I was, there was a time where I was, like, working on some stuff that, like, I was able to just have stuff on in the background, and so I was, like, oh, there's just, like, video games that I've missed and so I would have like, you know, uh, like the movie version on YouTube like playing um on like one of these other screens and then I like tried with Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, no, there's It's there's really not no worth it. it. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, but
1: movie games, um games of movies is such a wonderful wonderful uh thing that's come out of YouTube. the internet in general it's it's wonderful
0: right i mean like i feel like i've enjoyed the uncharted series (laughs) and the last of us series without having to like play them as games which i feel like almost worked better just as you know these like eight hour experiences yes some
1: some some of it some of it especially uncharted those are like the perfect uh backseat uh backseat games anyway you know uh they're the movies model after movies and yeah. they work as movies. It's awesome.
0: Which is such a strange thing. Like snake eating its own tail that like uncharted inspired by Indiana Jones, you know, makes a series of games that gets popular enough and then they want to make, or they're making a, It is coming out a movie of uncharted, but it's like, Movies to games to movie.
1: It's the wonderful circle of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful.
0: It doesn't wrap back around, though, because. That's true. There's no well, there's no good. I, I can't think game of movie.
1: Yeah, I, I can't think of an example of an example, um, but there have been movies, g- movies based on games, games based on movies based on games there has to have been at least at least one example but i can't nothing comes to mind um yeah you're right there none of them are good absolutely none them
0: sure would be good i feel like maybe there's like a stretch of like you know comic books to games to movies to games or something like that like uh i mean the spider-man 2 movie game oh yeah was good uh probably nostalgia is coloring my judgment of that but like my memory basically makes it like the ps4 spider-man i have I've not played it
1: since i uh, since i was a child so i i assume it's i assume it's good and i have also just like just uh the general you know consensus is that the spider-man games are pretty good yeah. pretty good <laughs>
0: uh what is like you know, since we are just nerding out about like video games now, what is like your your peak video games? My peak video games. Oh my gosh. Um,
1: I don't know. I I, I think of the experiences of playing games. Like I I I I struggle with picking favorites. Um, but I think my favorite experience of a game was Metal Gear Solid Four. I. I, I, I got to the Shadow Moses section as it was snowing outside. So it was like I was, I really felt like yeah. connected with the game at that point. It was, it's, I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. So I think Metal Gear Solid 4, and I usually say
0: Metal Gear Solid 4 is my favorite game. Mm-hmm. This is a stand-in. But yeah. yeah. Um, for me is uh, Transistor, Ooh. which uh, I play a lot of indies. I don't know if Transistor I, is I, I, I on saw it. RK, I saw it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I haven't beaten it
0: yet, but I've 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 started. Same with Hades. Uh, I've not not beaten Hades yet, but it's yeah. Supergiant can do no wrong, it seems. Absolutely. Like absolutely. They just they never make sequels. They just decide to make a new cool thing with beautiful art and beautiful music, and yes. beautiful stories, and just knock it out of the park every time. Every I, single I don't time. Know how to do it. <laughs> yeah the uh,
1: my, my first one and I, I assume your first one also was Bastion was that, was that the first game mm-hmm. Yeah Bastion was just whew, what a journey that was uh that was when I was like super into into games and I actually I, I didn't mention this I there was a time when I wanted to be a games journalist mm-hmm. um and that was about that time um uh, but yeah Bastion was just such a wonderful such a wonderful game yeah
0: yeah. Uh, speaking of games journalism, like I do have just like a large part of my brain is dedicated to like video games and like <laughs> video game journalism. Like I listen to like four video game podcasts, like uh, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> and so mostly IGN stuff, but like no clip as well as. Yeah. No clip's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh <laughs> but, like, I'm a composer because of video games like i I do write songs and make music that way, but, like, I got into like producing music because I want to make music for video games, even if the even if I only ever end up doing like one game, I at least want to just like try that because game music is so unlike recording music uh because of the dynamic nature of it and so as far as like game music goes the like peak example of what makes game music game music to me is portal 2 portal 2 um not just because like the music is good because the music is good But because it uses the medium of video game music to its fullest, it has like triggers that happen based on what the player is doing there's always sort of like a subtract that's playing in certain areas like whenever you're on like the bouncy goo like there's a little thing that like plays every time that you hit it and it's always in time because it's like always in there same with like the faith plates and like the speed gel and whenever you go into like a rat man den there's like a voice in the mix or whatever and as you get closer to his paintings like it's it just uses the canvas a video game to its fullest
1: <laughs> it's 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 really it's really cool to to be it makes you part of the process and i'm just looking at um how how that's made that's something that really uh as as someone who's i'm not super educated on the technical side of that i only know uh, music as music um just notation and stuff like that but i don't know how to program that that level of uh that level of thinking is is so incredible um and it still requires creativity it's 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 like the the technical side is not completely you know destroyed the creativity that's uh, game composers are just like something else
0: yeah well that's um that's a thing about uh, i experienced this in just like music spheres is that There are people that lean heavily into the intuitive side of just like, yeah, let me just feel out the music. The songs just come to me and like I just write what comes to me. And then there's like the other side, which is like super technical. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I made a computer program that like generates melodies and then i pick the coolest ones of those and then i turn that into a thing and it's like a whole immersive experience thing but like i didn't actually like do anything but i did because i made the system that generated them. so it's like there's those extremes and i actually use both like yeah <laughs> i've i've
1: i've really come to respect that um that technical side uh, just that uh, it It requires a whole different uh, different skill set than than what i experience uh than what i use i guess um that yeah but that that really is art i tried messing around with the v c v um v c v rack it's like a simulated uh rack um i i tried messing around with it and i started to feel a little bit of the of the art in putting wires together um and it's it's yeah that's that's really that's really impressive, uh, really impressive side of music.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm guessing that's just virtual control voltage. Is yes, probably what yes, that. yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's what it stands for, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and even just like analog synthesis is a world that I I understand it and it's there, but I don't have the money nor time to really get into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> especially whenever it's like yeah if you just have like a library full of like you were saying like oh snare sounds You're just like getting yeah. <laughs> the snare sounds right and picking the right one it's like that's fine but like once you get into like oh i have like a signal generator and i'm going to turn that into a snare i, I do that every once in a while if i'm if i'm just like ah, none of these sound good i will just like all right let me finesse mm. A snare sound or a kick sound or whatever but like hardly ever am i just making stuff literally from scratch <laughs> yeah,
1: that's uh, that is that is not me but i've i've met i've met sort of these these uh, goblins who <laughs> find numbers beautiful which is it's so strange to me but i i guess if you find numbers beautiful uh then that then that's your way into music is to is to start messing around with with codes and wires and i guess that's if that's beautiful to you then that's you know that's that's beautiful to you
0: yeah well there's actually a um there's a composer that uh his name's milton babbitt and he was a mathematician and he got into music because he like saw the like math in it and uh you know about 12 tone serialism it's a whole yeah and so he was like "Ooh, this is a cool way of using number systems to like generate music and so and it sounds awful all 12 tones ser- <laughs> serialism sounds just the worst but it's it's cool for generating music and if you like want to like sit down and analyze it like there's some cool number stuff happening in there but it doesn't sound good <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, it that that reminds me of um i was t- i was teaching some kids english uh, well, it was english or creative writing not not english creative writing and they just hated the lord of the rings mm-hmm. and i i could not like my brain could not uh fathom why would you not love this perfect thing um and obviously Obviously, I'm just not seeing it from their perspective. Like, it's boring. <laughs> so I, I think maybe that's what the maybe that's what people like. Uh, it's like for people who are
0: like Babbitt, like, why oh, don't you love these numbers? Come on. Just love these numbers. I love these numbers. Yeah. It's like you're not producing any emotion with this. It's like there is a way to enjoy the music. I understand that. And so it, I always ask the question, like, is there such a thing as bad music? And it's like. No, because all musical experiences are subjective, but also what I prefer is to, you know, have some sort of emotional connection with the music.
1: Some, uh, uh there's, a uh, Bill Evans, um, did, did a performance, I think it was of Nardis and there's a video on YouTube where he says, um, that he, it says, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call a baby, you know, we call you know, we say music is expression, right? Um, but a baby crying is expressing. You know, the baby's expressing, uh, expressing themselves. Um, and but we wouldn't call that art. So usually, what he, I think, what he called for was like some sort of guiding, mm-hmm. as aesthetic, like force. Like there's something you're trying to do something. You might not know what you're trying to do, but you're trying to do something, and it's and it's all going towards that force.
0: Yeah. Uh, Through my musical studies, uh, the simplest broken down definition of music that we have come down to is just sound with intent. Mm. Sound plus intent equals music. So baby crying, not necessarily music. Recording a baby crying, playing it back to people being like, look at this music I recorded. Definitionally, yes, it is music. Uh, however much skill it took to make that music is where the, uh, the analysis might, you know, but as far as like really just nailing down, like, what is music sound intent? (laughs) That's a good definition. I don't know. But, but it gets harder once you like you know keep breaking it down i was having yeah. an argument with my brother about this and he was like yeah but like that's not good music i was yeah. like well i mean it's, <laughs> it's it's
1: it's the same you know it's the same with anything you break down literally anything if you when you start breaking things down you know you break down the language we're using to define things it's like it, it's endless it's 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 fun also but it's but it but it is endless
0: right well <laughs> i'm sure that for you as an english major you <laughs> analyze words and sequence of words and the combinations of words to death yeah <laughs> I, I
1: i try i try not to be too i iambic am uh almost uh, almost killed me like i whenever the numbers whenever numbers whenever things have to be organized in a certain way and you have to understand things in a certain way my brain just breaks down i i like poetry and the aesthetic of poetry i don't like i don't like the numbers um and right now i'm at the happiest point in my education which is now we're just talking
0: about nothing is real sure and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything is made up so it's all it's all fun. Yeah. It's, all fun. The, it's really liberating to, to get to that point. I mean, uh, so I, I got my master's in music composition and so, yeah, it, it does kind of get to that point at like the really, really advanced level of like, I've considered a doctorate. Maybe, I don't know, but <laughs> like on the, on the doctoral level, it's just like, nothing's real. Do what you want. Like <laughs> And I mean even that to an extent is like whenever I like would tell people oh, I'm working on my masters in music composition they're like, "Oh, masters, that's a big deal." And I'm like, now I could literally <laughs> fart into a microphone and like come into my composition lesson and be like, "If you if art. you can justify it, if you can justify exactly. it." <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Is so I'm sure maybe at this point you could like turn in a blank essay or something and like explain to your teacher why. I think I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Exactly. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well I'm like protesting the like tyranny of a grading system so if you give me an F you're only proving my
1: point. I have almost I've I, I almost reached that point <laughs> like just protesting the way we know things like I was I, I had a moment where I was like the way we, the way we learn is, we're, we're literally, um, <laughs> this is one of the most insane thoughts I ever had. It's like, we are, um, we're annexing everything into ourselves. It's, we are, uh, just devouring, um, everything we don't know we want to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good. Um, so I thought, is there another way of knowing, is there a way to know without trying to conquer things? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I have, I have, I have no answer for that. I have sure. no answer for
0: that. <laughs> That's, so this is a, a very cool and specific rabbit hole that you somehow just went down. So one of the podcasts that I work on, uh, is about books, but the, the guy that was a guest on it. Uh, His name is and Ghost Horse. He's a Native American speaker, musician, whatever. And they were talking about, like, sort of how Native American history, like, indigenous people have sort of been here and how archaeology and educational systems and structures have sort of tried to delegitimize the indigenous people that have been here, like, Pre Clovis, even though like the archaeological record like says that like no anything before this time, it's just like this people. There's no one else. Is the last time that the land bridge was available, and like this is the only way that people could have been here because it's like they had to come from somewhere else. And it's like the like all of these things about just the understanding of what the structure of humanity and culture in the United States for indigenous people is sort of grounded in this like Western view of like conquerors and conquered. And (laughs) so the, we dissect to know and we kill to dissect.
1: (laughs) That, that is gonna be I'm gonna use that that's that's <laughs> useful that's that is that is a useful because I've been trying to figure out uh, like how do I define what I'm what what I mean but that 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 sums it up
0: uh that is
1: yeah, and so what podcast is
0: that uh it's called book society um but like really just listen to that episode which uh Teocus and ghost horse if you just like Type it into Spotify. Tiokasin Ghost Horse Book Society. T i o k a s i n. Tiokasin is a weird word to spell, but and then Ghost Horse. I think we can figure out how to spell Ghost Horse, <laughs> oh, <fun>. but uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like the ideas in that. For for example, like the Lakota language doesn't have nouns. Or tenses. (laughs) And so everything. Is. In a state of being. Rather than. Things. That can be owned. Or that can belong. To someone or. Someone being a thing like there are no. Beings that are things we're just. Uh concepts happening through time and that's how like the language is (laughs) that
1: that's really that's a really cool uh wow that's really cool way of thinking
0: uh wow yeah and it's like it it fucking blew my mind too because i'm (laughs) like what how do you even and that's the thing it's like we we're so like we were born in it raised by it you know and so yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's really hard to like fathom what a language without nouns necessarily or like time in a here future past like it doesn't have that everything is transient and moving and time is just you know the sort of like fourth dimensional time point of view of understanding and that's yeah that that reminds me of arrival uh yeah that that concept yeah wow (laughs) but like yeah the going back to what you said about like we're trying to annex knowledge and just conquer it into ourselves is like we could just embrace the wisdom that is and be a part of it or also just acknowledge the things that we don't know instead of trying to conquer those things too (laughs) But that's a weird thing about like scientific discovery too is because we are trying to like figure it out.
1: We do want to know, but what if we didn't want to know? Like I I I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's the the struggle obviously of like there are unknowable things, but we can't know that they are unknowable. <laughs> no knowns. Known unknowns, unknown unknowns. <laughs> how did we get there? <laughs> I don't know where we turned. Oh, you were talking about like learning. in yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 The, how did you get to that point? Actually,
1: we, we were actually watching, um, this was a, uh, we were doing a, like a media analysis uh, of the matrix. Um, and that, that just kind of. When she was describing how um we're going through we we've we've read through Sasura, some nietzsche um and and stuff like that and just it just sort of just lined up with my understanding of how um how colonialism and how imperialism works we're just eating yeah you know, bringing everything into yourself and dominating everything and it just the it was just lining up with um with that definition and i was i was just curious like is is there a way to know without um are there other ways of knowing like mm-hmm. um you know i've i've just been i have been asking those kind of questions
0: yeah. all all semesters yeah. so it's yeah it's just uh-huh. where my brain is experiencing Mm. i feel like is the because yeah in school there's just like a person up front and they're like there's this information you can find it in books and i'm gonna tell you to find it in the book and then once you come here i'm just going to retell you the stuff that you should have found in the book but you didn't Uh, (laughs) because who who actually reads all of the material (laughs) no one I have a master's degree. I didn't read all of the material. Come on. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if it's even
1: like the amount of stuff at this point. I really don't know if it's possible. So, right. So <laughs> we have
0: to have like fucking part time jobs yeah. and like commute to school and all that. No, there's no way. <laughs> uh, plus, there's just like too much media to consume. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah. It's always something. Always something on. I could read Great Expectations in high school. Or I could play video games. Yeah. And when you ask a teenager to <laughs> choose between those two things, I think we know the answer. <laughs> I had to
1: read Henry James a few semesters ago, and that was physically painful. Like, that's the first experience of reading something where I've just been so bored. I, I can only define it as boring. Maybe it's just, maybe I just don't relate. I, I Okay, I won't define find it as important. I, I cannot find a way into it. Um, I'll say that. Because some people enjoy it somehow, so uh, it, it, there must be something in there for them. Uh, yeah. But nothing in it, as far as I have read, there's nothing in it for me.
0: What, I guess, what are your requirements? That's that's a weird thing to, I've never actually fathomed this question, but like, because <laughs> uh, I was talking to the, my wife about it and like you know we watch a bunch of like film analysis youtube and stuff like that and it's something that is that i greatly appreciate about horror uh and i'm not really like that into the genre anyways but like horror doesn't care to explain just that it is and the characters are dealing with this and so like why is there a demon man going into people's dreams and killing them through their dreams it's like well it doesn't matter but it's scary that it's happening right and the things that happen because of that is interesting (laughs) yeah
1: i I, yeah yeah i horror is horror is really interesting like you say you're not Are you not interested in it or are you,
0: are you more interested in talking about horror than watching horror? I think so. I'm more interested now in watching it for the longest time. I was more afraid of it than what it actually is. And that, yeah. So it's kind of funny. I like got into horror, um, the backwards way in a strange way. Uh, So the movie mother was marketed as a horror film. The uh, Jennifer Lawrence one mother. Oh yes. Okay. The, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It was like marketed as a horror film, but I also saw lots of people like discussing it It as like, not really. And so like it was on Amazon Prime and I was like, Hey, I'll watch that. Sure. And like, what the fuck <laughs> i don't know if you remember that movie but like i've seen
1: bits and pieces and i i can only i can only suss it i assume there's something in there that i um I, I will blow my mind once i eventually yeah it.
0: it it's sort of like an exponential arc that like the first i don't know like two-thirds of the movie are sort of like a slow rise. And then on the last part of it, it just like explodes into madness. It's, it's great. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, well, that was horrifying in a brilliant and beautiful way. I think I'm capable of experiencing this. And so for the longest time, I was like afraid of horror movies because of like, I was afraid of being scared. And then the other way around it, is that uh, getting really into film and like special effects and stuff. And so instead of being horrified by like the blood and gore on screen, more of like, I wonder wonder how they did that. Oh, that's a cool effect. Oh man, that looks really good. So I think that also allowed me to like have a degree of separation to where it's like, it's not just horrifying or scary or it's not going to eke its way into my dreams. Yeah, yeah. But more so of like what are the ideas that are being explored here? And and so then I like went to Hereditary. And that's oh, it. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like a great start yeah. <laughs> into horror movies. Oh, and I
1: I I can't handle uh I can't handle that. You know, there's so much just uh, Religious upbringing has just ingrained some ideas in my brain about about certain things. Ouija boards. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch a movie with a Ouija board. Anything that feels too uh, too close to what has been like hammered into my head, um, I, I I cannot handle that. But I, I watch. I do watch a lot of analysis. Of of those whenever things are being like, dissected, I guess, going back to that. But <laughs> whenever things are just being you know cut apart and in little pieces and, and I can I can watch that all day. I love I love uh, analysis of horror, but yeah. I can't I can't watch horror. Um, it's just it's just too easy for me to to get involved mm.
0: and <laughs> I get See, spooked. And I've been able to cross that line with film but i haven't been able to in video games that is it's it's one thing watching a character be in the situation and like you know I, at least to some extent i'm able to be like sucks for you yeah. <laughs> but at least i'm not in there in a video game you are in there yeah. and, absolutely <laughs> um and so like even video games that, like, aren't necessarily horror games, but, like, have horror elements are still just like, oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. ah. So, like, uh, Bioshock 1. <sighs> oh, yeah. Has some horror stuff in it. And then um, Half-Life 2. The, like, whole Ravenholm section, which is just a zombie survival horror game just in the middle of this, like, first-person shooter. <laughs> and so that is a lot harder to get into because it is me
1: mm. <laughs> yeah i've i've not played a single horror game i don't think i almost played uh i don't dead space 2 um again that was another one that i i love the lore mm. i love talking about it but man video games are way too involved i a whole I, other thing way too involved even the last of us was
0: oof did you actually play Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That was that was during my uh, almost game journalist phase. Uh horrible phase of my life. I was not a good person <laughs> <laughs> at that point. But I I enjoyed that game
0: and it scared the life out of me. Yeah. And that's actually something speaking of like being scared is that the true horror in in media doesn't actually come from the horror that the characters are experiencing but more so of like how it is possible in your own life oh yeah so like i don't know if you've watched hereditary i've i've watched enough of it
1: (laughs) i've watched enough i've i've seen the the the, i've seen the thing i've seen
0: the 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 the, i've seen the horror of it um and right like the scariest part of that movie isn't like there's spoilers for hereditary. The demon stuff that happens at the end, which is pretty yeah. terrifying anyways. But the beginning is like, oh, this is just like a kid's trying to go to a party with his friends and like has to bring his sister along. And like, oh, she's going to like anaphylactic shock. And she's like... And then, like, he gets home and, like, just, like, lies in his bed and just waits for his mom to, like, find the car. That is, like, that to me is the more terrifying part, which is, like, this could happen to you in the real world. And that, like, what do you do? What can you do? and what he did is exactly what anyone would do which is nothing you can't do anything
1: <laughs> it's a, the horror kind of relies on 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 your you know your 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 experience mm-hmm. before the horror so things that i think generally in america we have a like a be whether we want to admit it or not, most of us have some like deep down inside of us, we have a fear that they're the ghosts are real. Mm. So, whenever we go into these movies where we're coming in with that, with that in the back of our heads, like, oh man, once I leave this theater, this exact thing might happen to me. Maybe there's a ghost in my house. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, that's that part of horror, um, is just uh,
0: yeah i I can't it's what comes with you yeah (laughs) i I cannot handle that yeah the filmmakers don't actually have to make it that scary because the rest comes from you (laughs) or or whatever other media even like scary books and that's that's a weird thing too is that like suspense and like when you're reading you're just reading it like it can't (laughs) <laughs> like physically surprise you, you know, <laughs> but, like, it still is like, ah oh, crap. like what what is about to happen? And like you can't help but keep reading. And like you're continuing to put yourself there as you read.
1: <laughs> it's the uh, it's just when you become it's it's like
0: it that way it's
1: more like a video game uh, reading a book like because you're in the process you and you have to you have to keep pushing it the movie you know you sit in front of the movie the movie will keep going yeah. no matter what you do you can cover your face yeah but that book you have to read the next word and the next one and no i don't want to believe that's going to happen uh, it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> and then it happens and it's like, Oh, well now that's in your brain yeah. and you put it there. You, you <laughs> did that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I, I think that uh, you've probably gone over the, uh, medium is the message. The McLuhan thing. Not,
1: not, that's not ringing a
0: bell. Okay. Well, uh, Marshall McLuhan, like he wrote a, book or like a dissertation or whatever but like the whole point is that the medium is the message and so it's like the things that make the medium what it is uh greatly contribute to or are even just part of the message that the thing is trying to do so it's like if you're trying to send a message about like anti-consumerism but you make it as a movie it's saying something very different if you're trying to say something about anti-consumerism as a art installation <laughs> i hear and so yeah the medium is the message mm. um and so like based on the mediums that we're using we can actually convey a very different message in and of itself so we're musicians, and so we're sort of required to make decorations for time rather than space. Um, although we can do that by making a music video or, again, an art installation. But, like, each of those things says something. If you, like, oh, I make music, but it's only in a cassette, that, that definitely says yeah <laughs> something <laughs> and it doesn't really matter what's on the cassette at that point because you've made your message clear. <laughs> I forget where I was going with that point, but like something about how uh just media and consumption I guess
1: <laughs> i'm that's another place where my brand's been it's just our our culture of consumption, yeah it's a uh... It's interesting, you know the, a, the media being the message. You know the consumption. What does the consumption mean? Like, you know, in the same way that the media is the message, the what we consume is is also you know sort of what what makes us, um, and also what kind of, how how we define our lives is increasingly you know more about the products that we that we buy. Um, I have to write an essay about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love Blade Runner, um, and, uh, some, something that's just been, I'm trying to find a way into it, but something that came to mind was just like you know, in cyberpunk worlds, you know, what you buy, you know, how you augment yourself is, is it becomes part of you and how you define yourself is what you consume, what what you, what you buy. And we, we experience that on a, obviously a smaller, lesser scale in, in reality, um, but yeah it's uh yeah it's an interesting,
0: yeah, well, kind of playing with that thought, we're already cyborgs, yeah, we like the information that we used to contain in our heads is now contained on that, and we're just delegating more and more information that used to be in our heads to the device, and it is a part of us when it is missing we feel incomplete (laughs) (laughs) definitely absolutely uh so i mean like yeah we're already we're already there we're already cyborgs and uh also as a a side note i think blade runner 2049 is like the best sequel of anything i think i've ever seen i've never known anything to like so perfectly follow up on a thing and greatly honor the original thing while expanding on it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is a miracle that that movie came out the way it did. Like, but then, you know, the, the team that was working on, you know, Denny Villeneuve, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And, um, uh, the original writer, Hampton something like Hampton Framcher or some it's uh I I know I just butchered that name but it's uh I've been looking at that name all day but I can't remember what it is um but yeah that the team behind that is like incredible Denis Villeneuve again we talked I think we just touched Arrival but like that is another movie that's basically I think a perfect movie I've Mm. I, I don't i can't think of a bad time to watch it i'll watch it any any day of the week anytime put a wrap in front of me i'll watch it mm. it's really good
0: yeah and something that you could do to like actually learn that language is to just like learn lakota mm. <laughs> oh yeah I, a language that is out of time and like <laughs> uh I don't know how one would learn Lakota that w- might be a different thing but like yeah just the concept of is it a language that's still um, that's still being used yeah I mean very limited it's a uh, I went down this rabbit hole uh of I found an organization I guess is uh they keep track of endangered languages and uh Yeah, they had, like, a whole, like, map to, like, show, oh, these are all the different places that have, like, and, like, it shows how many people are known to speak the language. And there are some in there that are just, like, 12. (laughs) Um, Still going. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it's, like, that is critically endangered language versus, like, oh, a thousand people speak this language. It's, like, it's still really small, but it's not quite gonna be extinct yet and that's that's a neat thing is just even language at all of like we spend so much time focusing on like how we structure things and how we communicate as poetically and extravagantly as possible in one language and then you just throw it into something else and you just start from nothing again Uh, not necessarily nothing but Cause the concepts and ideas are still in your head. You just then have to find a way of communicating them. Yeah. But I mean, it, it,
1: even the concepts, yeah. You know, um, just if, if you, let's say, you know, yeah, you've, you've grown up in the desert and you've never seen a penguin, you just don't have a word for, have a word for penguin. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that, uh, I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it was, that's, that's something that I, I was thinking of that when I was driving or something like, you yeah, have just never seen a penguin. You just have no concept of a penguin. And if somebody told you there's a penguin coming, you just have no idea <laughs> what that means. You have just no frame of reference, just a blank, just a blank spot. Um, and if somebody told you when a penguin did show up that that's a, that's a, uh, that that's a dolphin, you never seen a dolphin. Well, now your concept for dolphin and, you know, and penguin are all mixed up and uh, language is just so so strange and so cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's probably what happened to indigenous people when the europeans came is like hey there's going to be some people coming not that there was someone like warning, but like there's going to be some people coming. They're going to be wearing shiny armor. They're going to be in these like, you know, these canoes you have, but you're going to have that, but like giant and they're going to have like things that they hold in their hand and they, they're really loud and they cause death. And then after they come, you're all going to get really sick and most of you are going to die. And then they're going to take the rest of you as slaves. You don't even have a concept for slavery but like basically they're going to make you work and it's like i don't know most of what you just said to me mm. so i don't know how to handle this and then yeah they didn't know how to handle this <laughs> just
1: think about the, the horror of that uh, again like just that's that's really that's really quite it's pretty pretty horrifying and then even in the work you know what does it mean to be be working for someone who is who is making money you're not making money they're making money um which is their you know their economy which is their their concept and and now you're you're in a system that is built against you that is not built for you you have no access to it and you are you're just trapped in this in this nightmare that's Yeah. When you put it in those terms, it's, it's, it's already horrific, but it's even more like, that's
0: a, that's a lot. That's a lot. And and I mean, the, like the sort of outrage that comes around sort of like critical race theory and like what that is. And it's like a legal way of analyzing race big fan i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of critical race that's that's pretty much what it is um people don't like that because it might just make them have to come to terms yeah with the fact that like oh yeah the whole structure of this yes has made it to where some people did not have a way in for generations (laughs) we still have we're still seeing the effects of that yeah the,
1: i mean this is it's it's kind of like an an obvious an obvious thing but it just really blows my mind that you know the same as yeah, the same people who who are like um you know heritage not hate who cling so much to this concept of heritage that you inherit something you get something from the past have no room for a concept that other people who are not like them inherited something, something else. They they inherited uh, that their inheritance was slavery. Their inheritance was what what that that pain that their parents that their parents experienced and that their ancestors experienced and that they're still experiencing that that that's their heritage. Um, it's 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 uh, it's frustrating. That is something that. Uh, as I the more I learn the more frustrated I become about that and I I try my best to, you know, keep my head on me and just, you know, try to communicate it in a
0: <laughs> in a way that won't <sighs> Yeah, and that's the the difficult part about like the concept of like angry black man of like I mean a really
1: angry non white person. If if you if you're in the United States and you're and you're and you're not white, there's some injustice mm-hmm. that you, you are, you are inheriting. Like the, you're, you're something, something is not, uh, and, and even, even, uh, I, I shouldn't exclude all I'm not saying all white people, but it's cause then we, when we talk about, when we talk about class, then, then it gets very broad and we, it then it becomes a different kind of critique that I also like, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think I don't think we want to get into the. I, I'm not super well versed on uh, on on class on class uh, stuff, but it's something that I'm 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 learning about.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, all of these different ways by which we measure the differences in each other, and I find it to be a double edged sword in that, um. The more we focus on our differences, the more we focus on our differences. (laughs) And so it's like, yes, because I am Hispanic, the things that make me me and the sort of generational effect of that and the fact that I'm an immigrant and all, all these sort of factors like make me who I am. Yes. But also, I'm still just a human being like anyone else. And those things should be considered, but they should not also be the entirety of my being. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh,
1: and uh, back to kind of the projects like uh, CRT, uh, at least my understanding of them is that what they're trying to do is to understand that there's a, that these things are, they're intersecting and they're, they're crossing over and sometimes they don't, sometimes they don't, matter and sometimes they matter a lot um uh and yeah it's uh it just you know identity is such a strange and complicated thing uh but if we could all if we're all focusing on race then you know maybe we can learn to focus on it in the same way Mm -hmm. can we all can we all learn to understand try to try to understand each other to a positive end um Rather than, you know, you know, the the other ends and,
0: you know. Well, this actually does kind of go back to that, like, conquering mentality thing of, like, you can have things be different and not have things be hierarchical. (laughs) Like, they can just be different. And that's that. Like, We have this analogy of like, oh, comparing apples to oranges. But it's like, I don't think people understand what that means, which is like, you can't rank (laughs) an orange among apples because that's not, because it's not an apple. (laughs) And they're different things. You can't say that like an apple is better than an orange. The same way that you could say that, like, oh, like white people are better than black people. So it's just like there are differences.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, what's the 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 motive of the uh, of ultimate the comparison? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's the that's ultimately the thing that it comes down to. Because if you know, if you approach it as you're looking at apples and oranges uh, and just see them as different things, um, then. That's, I think that's, a, that's an example, of like a healthier view. But if you're trying to figure out, you know,
0: which one's better, which one's better. You acknowledge that they're different, but you still want to know. Right. And for some reason, what comes to mind is like IQ. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> IQ measures intelligence quotient. That's what it means. But like, why is it? A number, and when it's higher, it's better, and when it's lower, it's worse. And what does it actually measure? Because it says that it measures intelligence, but like someone who is, you know, like went to Oxford and like has a super high IQ or whatever, you plop them in a rainforest with a knife and like the clothes on their back. What good. Is IQ there? Someone who is indigenous to that rainforest, you plop them in that very same rainforest. They're very smart. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and
1: again, uh, you know, if if people who the people who take C, uh, to take IQ super seriously, I think they need CRT the most because <laughs> the the whole thing is understanding that. The I, the I these IQ tests were made by somebody who had a motive, who had um, ha, it's it's a it's a quotient. you there's, you know, it's it's not designed for for you to understand. You um, know, Japanese literature. Sure, it's it's designed to see how how well do you understand. You know, how well do you understand these things the, that we're measuring, these things, <laughs> these things, that we're, these specific things that we've chosen? And there's a bias in our choosing. So there's you know, there's to break those things down. You need uh, you need these you know, critical theories. It doesn't have to be critical race theory. I mean, there's so many different, you know, just critical theory and critical race theory just happens to be another one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like we should be questioning the premise. It's actually like one of that's that's one of my things i might be wrong is (laughs) is like question the premise understand that you don't know everything and that there could be something else that you could learn and so uh one interesting thing is that like whenever you said that like oh we're like annexing knowledge before you said that you were like this might be the most insane thing i've thought. But it's like, no, it's a good thing to like go that far, keep going and keep questioning even more premises because it's like you don't know what you can question until you like go all the way out. And I mean, you could you could Descartes the thing and just like (laughs) go all the way down and then like somehow prove God again. Uh, (laughs) But like. I mean, it's at least he like tried, you know, it went all the way down. And so, yeah, like, I think therefore I am is something. It is like, if nothing else, I'm here. I'm capable of experiencing this thought. Therefore, I probably exist. <laughs> That's a groundbreaking thought, man. <laughs> That's uh, I think it's, it's
1: funny that uh, uh, now that you know that I think therefore I am is so like normalized in our culture that it sounds like it's like well, obviously yeah. you know but how 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 hard he had to work to get to that um to get to that to get to those words I think therefore I am, you know, we we there's there's no you know, that that work is uh is almost you know completely completely forgotten which is i I just find that uh, interesting like
0: yeah well i think we (laughs) we live in an age where we summarize as much as possible there's just too many things to consume and so just give me the like the smallest condensation of a thing uh, and i'm just going to assume that i know what it is Mm. Yeah, I I do that. 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 (laughs) Yeah, we all do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting
1: because we lose, we do lose some, uh, you know, again, this back to signs and signifiers. Uh, Talk about, you know, there's there's something, there's always something being brought in, something new being brought in, and something dying away. Something, you know, (sighs) being lost in translation, but the translation creates something new. Uh, It just... Oh man, that, that stuff, that
0: stuff just, it's just fun. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> going with this, just like last thought of summarizing things. How am I going to title this episode? I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Bannister, thank you so much
1: for doing this with me. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. This has been, this is uh this is wonderful. This is, this is. Where can we find doing your things? You can find me in my things at on Spotify and Apple Music, and also on my Bandcamp, which is banisterchava.bandcamp.com.
0: Sweet. Uh, and I guess the like central hub right now for musicians is Instagram. I guess. Yeah, Instagram is uh, not Bannister. Yeah. That's my that's my handle. Not Bannister. One word. Why? Not Bannister. I know it's like dumb to ask anyone any of their screen names, but like, <laughs> I I just I
1: thought it was clever, and I stole it from Ryan Higa, who is uh, I think he was
0: not Ryan Higa yeah. at some point. Yeah. Bannister, thank you so much. I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Bannister Chava. This track title has an umlaut in it, so let's see if I can pronounce it correctly. This is Super Good Two by Bannister Chava.
2: Sure, I guess I could. Just wake up feeling super good
1: But I don't And I won't
2: You know how will I lie If you don't Soon you will And I guess sometimes I wish that I could sit and cry
1: So I rise
2: this stuff, looking in control, living is a tough kick to swing, I guess it has its perks sometimes, maybe you could show.
0: You can find everything that I do on my website, santiagoramones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I make. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can buy it on Bandcamp because a single purchase is the monetary equivalent of streaming it all day, every day, for about a week. I'm working on an album, so if you'd like to hear that at some point... You can buy my music, or you can support me on Patreon. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. If you like the podcast, leave comments on social media, leave reviews saying how much you like the podcast, and tell your friends about it. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting VidDev. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are: love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.